Welcome to Seven Skills for the Future podcast. My name is Emma Sue Prince, and this podcast is based on the internationally selling book by the same name. This book focuses on seven important skills. They are adaptability, critical thinking, empathy, integrity, being proactive, being optimistic, and being resilient. And this podcast is all about how you can bring these skills into your everyday life so that you are living a life full of happiness, full of purpose, great relationships, doing work that you love, and just really getting the most out of life. to series 10 of seven skills for the future podcast where I am talking to people from all walks of life who have been and are innovating and disrupting various sectors they are founders and owners of brand new businesses and each of them is doing something amazing and unique today I'm talking to Amelia Ayest a digital embroidery designer based in Bristol who created Duo Hue in lockdown Duo Hue is a unique digital embroidery stitch, combining complementary colorways and differing stitch densities to create a color morphing effect as the product moves. Now, I had no idea what this was. I am hopeless at sewing embroidery and anything like that. So I was pretty much in awe of Amelia and just hearing her describe what she does. And Amelia studied at the Royal College of Art mixed media textiles. She then began working with Dyson, creating designs for electric cars. This project got cancelled during the pandemic and she used her redundancy payment to purchase a digital embroidery machine and start her new business. She continues to work as a consultant and collaborates with lots of like-minded designers on various products for commercial and home interiors. Amelia is clearly passionate about what she does and is a complete artisan worker. She talks about finding fulfillment in what you love, in doing what you love, and the importance of collaborating with others to create visibility and exposure, really important for a small business. And she explores the experience of bouncing back from rejection and coming back from what seemed like a setback at the time. I know you're going to love this interview, Amelia Ayast. Welcome, Amelia. Yeah, thanks so much for having us. Great to have you. So can you explain to our listeners what your business is and what you do? Yeah, of course. So I'm basically a digital embroidery artist that creates products for your home and lifestyle. So um, basically, a few years ago, I created a stitch um, that I call Duo Hue, which basically is an innovative stitch that uses differing stitch densities and directions so that when you move the product, um, you kind of get a color flop and a color change, basically. Um, and then basically kind of created a brand identity around this. And um, yeah, now kind of work with interior designers on creating bespoke innovative embroidery. It's fantastic. And I have to say, I'm slightly in awe when I hear you describe things like stitching, because I I feel like I know nothing about these things. (laughs) I can't can't sew to save my life. And uh, yeah, embroidery, I I love the idea of embroidery, but I can't quite picture myself doing any embroidery. So 
this so- sounds amazing. And can you tell us how you came to be doing this? How did you start your business? Because I know it started during lockdown, didn't it? Yes, yeah. So, um, well, kind of a, a little summary of um, my kind of background and things. I actually studied um, fashion at Leeds University. Um, I did a year in New York where I worked for an interior company um, called Modern Anthology, um, which is, I think, where I got my love for interiors. We kind of, um, well, I, it was a very small business and they worked on kind of creating man caves for people, um, which was an amazing experience. And then um, went to Royal College of Art, which I think was kind of a really important part of my career where I developed the stitch and kind of got my brand identity, basically. Um, and at this point, I actually was really interested in kind of sportswear. Um, so I was creating mm-hmm. these trainers and kind of as you kind of move, the color changes and that's kind of how it all came about. Um, and then just as I was kind of graduating, um, Dyson approached me um, to work on their electric car. So I left London and moved to Bristol and um, yeah, started working on this really exciting project, um, working really closely with James Dyson um, and I was a CMF designer, so that's a color materials and finish. So looking at kind of any um, A surface, so whether that's the exterior or the interior of the car. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when that project unfortunately got canceled, um, I decided to take the redundancy rather than kind of go back to Dyson and um, buy a digital embroidery machine and just go for it. And I've always wanted to do my own thing. So it kind of felt yes. like the, the right kind of time to do it. Um, and um, yeah, that's kind of how how the mm. business started, and um, yeah, it's it's been um been a journey, but a great great kind of um great journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, but it must have felt quite devastating when when that fell through that project. Yeah, no, it was it was really sad because um there was you know it was a huge team that was doing this kind of um, electric car, and um we had worked so hard and created something really amazing, and um. Yeah, it was it was a bit of a shock, and um, but at the same time, you know, that time I learned so much, and it was such a great experience that I think it really helped me build mm. my business and kind of um, give me skills that I needed to create my business and stuff. So um, yeah, I feel like it was it was a really part like important part of my career that I needed, um, and I, even today I do um, kind of um, CMF consultancy for people. So um, yeah that automotive experience also helps because I get clients that want me kind of working with them Mm. on automotive and and things like that so um yeah it was it was it was devastating and it was such an amazing team um but yeah it was it was the right time for me to start my own thing as well I think so yes yes and it's almost like there's there were two paths one was going in one direction and one in the other and yeah sometimes sometimes you kind of I guess when you look back you think yeah actually that was a really good thing to have happened but yeah exactly but- and I think I think also like um you know I could have picked to go back to Dyson and um be a CMF designer for their um you know vacuums and um hair dryers and things like that because some of my team team did that and mm. um I could have done that but I just thought this is this is the right time now and um it's a good opportunity to kind of take that time and and start my own thing and um, yes yeah it was it gave yeah. me the push, basically. I think sometimes people have these ideas that they want to do their own thing, but sometimes you need that push um, yes. and something to happen in your life to make you do it, basically. And, and that's what happened for me, really. Yes, yes. And how how big is your your company? So, do you have yeah, people? 
no it's just me so I launched it during lockdown and um yeah at the moment it's just me but I think in the future it will be great to kind of get other kind of um color specialists and you know people who are interested in creating bespoke embroidery on my team and it would be amazing to um to grow and I'm it's definitely going in that direction um but yeah at the moment it's just I get to do all the I do everything so it's you know not just the creative stuff I'm doing all the all the business behind it yes. so the admin, the finance the yeah all of that which um it's a great learning curve but yeah it's probably one of the the challenges I think a lot of people forget about starting your own business is you know when you start it normally is just one person doing everything mm. um yes and I and I think you know you 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 are obviously very skilled and you know your craft and you know what you want to do in terms of your design and those kinds of things but the business skills and the kind of the whole um starting your own business those are skills you have you just picked them up along the way do you think learning them as you go along yeah so I um well when I was at Leeds University doing fashion it was quite a a business driven quite academic fashion course Mm. um which I think really helped and then um I also think just going to into not graduating and going straight into your own business I think going to I worked at Priestman Good for a bit um and then Dyson and I think both of them just gave me you know skills that you kind of take for granted slightly but things like you know time management and you know organization of your you know deadlines and and Mm. presenting and um meeting with suppliers and you know things like that and I think um gaining those skills from from working um in industry is so important and um I'm also lucky my um family my dad owns his own business so I think he's also kind of given me little you know tips along the way of how to kind of motivate me and, and and do things like that um but also I think just one of the most important things that I had was um me- meeting people along the way and always kind of taking people's advice and you know getting things like that from people who have already done it and I think one thing that during lockdown everyone was so nice and really helpful and kind of keen to give you their positives and negatives so you could learn from them and um, I think that was really valuable actually and like really kind of helped me so um, yeah always ask basically is what I learned (laughs) yeah so what do you think are some of the best pieces of advice that you've that you've had along the way Uh, well I think I think just one of the main things is that you know sometimes you will you know you've got to come up with an idea but some of those ideas aren't going to work and you know that's okay and you've kind of got to learn slightly from your own mistakes on what works and what doesn't and not be afraid of it basically and I think um you know when I first started it took me a long time to kind of I I actually took most of well how many lockdowns have we had but the first kind of lockdown to really develop my my brand and I I really slowed down the process because I kind of came up with ideas and then would shoot them down and you know and and it's I think it's key not to rush it and I think that's what lots of people say you're like you can't rush the process of um you know a creative business and um building a strong brand identity I think is is something that's really key and so people can recognize that as being you um so yeah that's probably one of the best kind of advice is is not be afraid to kind of yeah 
Yeah, so you've got to, I mean, it's a balance, isn't it? So it's not being afraid to make mistakes, not yeah. rush, not rushing, but at the same time being quite yeah. pro- proactive yeah. and actually doing things. I mean, yeah. you can't wait for everything to be just right before you exactly. start. Yeah. yeah. I think also like, um, so a lot of people are a, a bit like, you know, when you first start a business, um, I had to, I basically had my digital embroidery machine and I wanted to take my time on this business because this is, you know, my something that I really, you know, had a strong kind of brand identity for and knew what I wanted to do and develop. And so while I was taking my time, I started another business where I do kind of like personalized embroidery gifts and things just to keep me going and like earning money. And this was right at the beginning. Um, but, you know, sometimes you have to do that just to, you know, at the beginning to start it off and you know shouldn't be ashamed of that you should be you know that's that's part of it isn't it you know the yes and the determination and um yeah and it's all part of it and you learn things you know from I learned a lot from doing that you know that then I could turn into a positive for my um my new business so yeah yes yes and what's your what's your favorite part of your of your business and what you do what do you enjoy most um, oh, that's a tricky one. Um, I think probably working with clients on just like creating bespoke embroidery, really, which um, so I work with a lot of people on they have a color concept or an idea, and then we'll talk through the kind of colors and patterns that we want and they want and, um, and then creating something yeah, completely bespoke, basically. Um, and a new part of my business that I'm really excited about is um, working with clients or interior designers on using their kind of waste material um, or scraps to so say you're designing a room and you've got um, you're making curtains but you have like x amount left um, you can then kind of send me that material and I'll then create a bespoke cushion basically using your waste so um, and that's really fun because it's like I get to discuss the colors with them and just create like a one-of-kind like cushion and it's just yeah it's that's a kind of a nice fun thing for me to do yeah yeah and that's a great idea as well it's a really really good idea I'm just thinking I had some curtains made a couple of years back and I just had this material where I was like what do I do with it it was it was um, silk that I'd brought back from Bangladesh so it's beautiful silk and I just you know obviously knowing nothing about embroidery or sewing I thought what I don't know what to do with this material I think I've still got it actually so yeah yeah no exactly that's the thing I think lots of people and then they and you know it's a shame if that beautiful material just went in the bin kind of thing you know yeah yeah um the idea is then to yeah create kind of you know a a cushion that fits fits that kind of room well yeah Um, and yeah it's quite a quite a nice thing to do I'm teaming up with a a company called Haynes I don't know if you know them but they get designers old um leftover material and resell it um to kind of stop the waste and designer material and things like that yeah. Um, and so we're doing like a small limited run collection that's launching in March. Um, but yeah, I think it's just like really nice to be part of that kind of community where we're trying to kind of reduce everyone's waste rather than mm-hmm. create new waste really and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I, I'm sure our listeners will head on straight to your website to look at what you do after listening to this. <laughs> um, but right now they're just listening. So if you were going to describe, so let's just kind of slow down a little bit what you, what you do. If you were describing maybe a current piece of work or something that you're that you're doing at the moment, how would you, could you describe it for us? 
um, in terms well, of color, color and design, yeah. just kind of paint a picture. Yeah, well, I guess, um, so, well, I guess, first of all, most people see digital embroidery as very, I guess, kind of traditional where people, you know, mainly see it as um, a motif on jumper or a cap or something like that. So my stuff's kind of taking digital embroidery and making it very innovative. So I create very kind of geometric um, patterns. Um, lots of them have been inspired by either like, well, the colors and stuff inspired by my travels um, and kind of the colors I see around me and objects that I see around me. So during lockdown, a lot of mine were inspired by the weaving process in kind of thatched baskets and things like that. So um, overlaying colors and things like that to create the color flop. So, um, so yeah, I kind of, my first collection was very bright colors, lots of blues and oranges and pinks and uh, yellows um, because just before lockdown, I had got gone to India um, so that's where the kind of collection came from. So it's very kind of, yeah, bright, vivid colors. Um, whereas a more recent collection is looking at much more earthy tones um, and neutrals and playing with kind of um, more tonal. So looking at kind of blacks and blues and kind of creating a really subtle color shift. Mm. Um, and yeah, so exploring color is just, yeah, one of the key things to my discipline really. And um, yeah, it's, yeah, the main kind of part of my work really. Yeah. Um, and yeah lots of people love kind of creating so I sell um, like square artworks and basically people can create their own kind of grid so lots of people would buy nine artworks um, and create kind of a statement wall where um, yeah you kind of play it's kind of similar geometric shapes but they're all different um, sizes um, and you can kind of pick different colors and things like that and create kind of yeah personalized um, artwork the wall really um yeah which people love (laughs) yes I think that's becoming quite quite uh quite a trend isn't it yeah I think also just I think well I noticed during lockdown people love um yeah watching and learning about the craft and I think that's why um I've had lots of interest in my work because people um a have just become more supportive of um small businesses and makers in um the UK and things like that which is yeah been amazing really um and then also just like I think because everyone was stuck at home lots of people actually went towards creative things so doing arts and crafts and things like that so they then found kind of interested in seeing craft makers and um learning about their process which um has been great I think that was you know a little positive from from all the lockdowns really <laughs> yeah well yes and and uh, I think um huge support for independent businesses which I think yeah, is continuing exactly, yeah. actually I think people yeah. really enjoy um supporting independent businesses buying their products I know I know from my own behavior I've been doing yeah. that as well so I think that's it's a sort of opportune time isn't it for, yeah. for which is businesses. yeah it's amazing to see and um I think yeah hopefully it hopefully it stays around <laughs> So that's what I want to ask you about. Um, I mean, at the moment, it's just you and you're able to fill all the orders and, you mm-hmm. know, meet meet the needs of your clients. At what point might you have to get other people in to help you, to help um, you grow? Yeah, pro- well, to be fair, probably, you know, it's not far off really because, um, yeah, the kind of, I don't know, it's only, I've only been in the business, I don't even know what, how is it? Yeah, it's been one year basically this this month. So um yeah, it's been, you know, I've had such a great response. And so um 
as it continues to grow yeah I would you know that's the kind of at the moment I think the main thing is I'm so basically I I live in a flat and I've got my spare room is my studio so yeah anyone to join my team at the moment is a bit of a um a problem um but the the plan is to move first of all to move into an actual kind of um have a much more bigger studio but to be fair it was a I was going to move into a studio but because of COVID it's been a blessing having my studio in the other room um but yeah so as soon as I kind of get into a, a studio and then I can start building a team where um I think it'll be a mix of kind of yeah color consultancy and um embroidered pieces and things like that so yes um, yeah which yeah will be great <laughs> yeah and that will that will really change your it'll change your business won't it to be yeah. I mean that's like a big shift from being in your in your own yeah flat exactly. in your studio and then having think, a yeah I think I think one important thing though is that I would I you know it's always still going to be a small kind of um yeah, we're not going to suddenly create loads of, you know, mass produced, um, you know, embroidery. It's always going to be small scale bespoke. So each of my artworks, it's only a, um, each one is an addition of 25 and then larger pieces are a one of a kind. So, you know, I think I'll always have to have an input on those embroidery works really. And because it is really my identity and, and things like that. And I want to keep that. So mm. um that's important but I think yeah having a team where yeah help on the kind of getting more people in the, on the business side and and that side of things and um yeah an exciting yeah. color I think would be great do you do you find that your clients are kind of one-off clients or do they do repeat orders for things um it's it's kind of a mix really so I also sell lifestyle products where I sell like um jumpers and rucksacks and those um people definitely yeah return and buy again and things like that um whereas I think the artworks people are investing in something that's um you know like for for life really and things um you know for their for their home um but I've had people who buy one and then suddenly you know start to build up a grid kind of thing um which which also works um but then I also work with um big interior design companies so they're kind of repeats because they're working with lots of different clients so um yes I'm part of um under the winch's wing um which is with a studio called winch studio um and they design um for houses and um yachts and things like that and um I've only just joined but um yeah they're they're an amazing company and I'm really yeah honored to be kind of part of that and um I think they they decided to do this thing during lockdown to help small um, makers like myself. And so um, I'm really excited to be part of that and see kind of what happens through that, which will be good. Yes. So potentially you could have your designs in yachts. Yeah, exactly. Different parts yeah. of the world. Yeah. <laughs> and I think, you know, um, without their support and being part of that community, you know, I, I unless someone who owns a yacht, you know, stumbles across my website and... <laughs> Um, it's you know a really really great kind of support system that they yeah and um, so yeah hopefully lots come out for it I've been I think I've been quite lucky in the last year and I think um, with I've had lots of press coverage um, in magazines and stuff which I think a lot of people have stumbled across me through them which has been yeah really great um, and really mm. helpful to kind of because I think launching in lockdown and I couldn't do kind of many live events so it was a bit of a challenge and so having these kind of 
um, press stories released um, were really, really, really great and helpful. Yeah, and I think having it's, it's the exposure, isn't it? Exposure yeah. and collaboration, and um, yeah. so you can be by yourself, but if you've got exposure and if you can collaborate with bigger names and companies, then suddenly yeah. you can actually reach a lot more, a lot more people, yeah. and people know about you. And yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think yeah, I had um, so with Winch Studio. Um, I don't know if you Chelsea Harbour is basically a big textile hub. If um, people I'm not sure about it um it's an amazing place where loads of kind of interior designers go to find inspiration basically and um uh, um gp and j bakers um they did like a pop-up and used nine of my um artworks in in the pop-up and that in itself has been such an amazing kind of piece of advertisement for me really because so many people go and then they find out about me and have contacted me through that um and so yeah just that alone has been you know so helpful yeah um, so getting things like that I think yeah, yeah is, is is needed <laughs> yeah, I no I love hearing stories like that because I think you know that that is all about working together and and collaboration and I think yeah. that's you know that's so important especially when you're working by yourself and you're in yeah. a small business it's, it's really yeah. you know it's, it's really great really fantastic so what is next what are you what have you got in the pipeline what are you thinking um, about doing yeah got lots going on actually so um I'm about to launch a range of woven merino blankets and cushions um that I did in collaboration with um Bristol Weaving Mill um which will be launching soon which I'm yeah I'm really excited about because they're yeah really um luxury blankets that um I kind of yeah did a collaboration with some really lovely a lovely team in uh, Bristol Weaving um and then I also have a few shows coming up which it's really nice to finally be at live shows so I've got um top drawer um and then also collect which is with design nation um which is at Somerset house so I've got nine artworks going there um which is kind of like an art fair and it's yeah it'll be really exciting to kind of be there and meet people and um yeah design nation is a, a really good hub actually and community to be part of like they support lots of kind of makers like myself and um we have kind of like little meetings and things and it's just a really good um yeah motivation and nice to speak to other people doing similar really so yes if anyone is a creative person and um a maker definitely look at design nation because yeah it's just a nice nice team to be part yes. of yes Yes. Well, we'll make sure those um, links and those dates are, are on the show notes in case anybody, oh, yeah. any of our listeners are in London and they might come along to Somerset House and, and have oh, a look yeah. at what you're Definitely. Yeah, and I'll, I'll be um, I'll be around and as well at Top Drawer, I'll be there the whole time. So if anyone yeah, wants to come and discuss anything, yeah, please do. <laughs> and if people want to um, find your your website, can you just tell us what the web- website is, please? Yeah, of course. So it's... Um, www.duohue.com and then Instagram as well is um, at duohue so yeah give us a follow and if you have any questions just shoot them over and I'll I'll get back to you. Thank you again so much for coming on to this episode it's been lovely talking to you. Yeah thanks so much for having us and yeah it's been lovely lovely chatting so yeah thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast make sure you subscribe to the show on your podcast player or on YouTube. And if you can leave us a positive review, we really appreciate it. If you want more support, tips, 
and ideas to strengthen these skills, go to the website unimenta.com, where you can take part in live masterclasses, self-access online modules, and download lots of free resources. Get the book, Seven Skills for the Future, in all major bookstores and on Amazon. And why not get yourself a copy of the 777 Journal to transform your life in just seven weeks through daily journaling practice.